Hello, hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> it's fine. No, it's not all that unique this this good fine day. How are you, beautiful knower of all knowledge, seeker of all knowledge, lover of knowledge, and love of all, Asha, how are you? Absolutely fantastic. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Q. And do we have a special sunshine with with us as well? Oh, I well, like that. It, it, Let's call me Sunshine now. <clears throat> Each week, it's a new name. Again, this is my show. Sunshine. Okay. <laughs> it's not going to be all crazy. It's now. a sunshine. <clears throat> the all right. It's, it's, <laughs> turns out that uh, the mermaid has uh, relinquished her job tendering seal pups this morning, this fine day, and would like to join us as the risk of calling her prima donna. How are you? I'm great. How are you, everybody? Okay, that was a good response. And um, how do you want to start today, Aisha? My favorite way, of course, you know, is with your melodies. Mm. <laughs> this one, this, can you hear me okay? Loud and clear. This one might, um, this one might sink in. It's long overdue. Um, you might recognize this and me. <clears throat> and I don't know what Osh is going to title the show today, but I have a feeling it, it will, as always, of course, be uh, symbiotic to the songs I pick. <clears throat> Riders on the storm. Riders on the storm. Into this house we're born. Into this world we're thrown. Like a dog without a bone, an actor out on loan, riders on the storm. There's a killer on the road. His brain is squirming like a toad. Take a long holiday, let your children play. If you give this man a ride, sweet family will die. Killer on the road, yeah, girl, you gotta love your man, girl, you gotta love your man, take him by the hand, make him understand, the world on you depends, our life will never end, gotta love your man, yeah. Riders on the storm, riders on the storm, into this house we're born, into this world we're thrown, like a dog without a bone, an actor out on loan, riders on the storm, riders on the storm, yeah, how about that, let's start that way. So perfect. And of course, you've just given me permission to go full force with everything today with that song. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, again, I uh, bludgeon the great greatest songs ever, but I'll do my best to put some signatures out there. Maybe somebody recognizes that. That was really awesome. Your voice is stronger every week. I love it. Mermaid, are you noticing that? Oh, sorry. Miss Sunshine, are you noticing that too? 
Yeah, I was saying to him, I think he does he does that he does that voice particularly well. Why is that? It's a good yeah, one. you know, we we did talk about that a while. Um so why would some signatures come through more obvious than others um within a certain harmonics? And you know, obviously when we do hymns as a group in, in church and so forth, not endorsing church, but well, uh, us as a, as source from source, we'll we'll start recognizing that, and then calibrate to it would be one way to examine it. <clears throat> so now, when you look at the physical side, there'll be more resonant frequency that comes through the individual that is more recognizable from uh, a compartment or a silo of of light, <clears throat> and the personalities that are within the physical being also will complement the attrition rate in which we are that person. So what if, so if there's no such thing as time, but maybe we correlate with a type of body um, um, more concurrently than this body, there, there may be more frequency bands. So I, I don't want to use the words, I'm more familiar with that body because I just came out of that body, but that's more or less what I'm saying. Well said, and that leads into the title of the show, which is The Exquisite Music of Life. <laughs> wow, wow, way to go, way to go. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of scary, though. <laughs> I, thought, it, I, thought this show, I thought this show was called Believe It or Not, okay? Who did? <laughs> that was two shows ago, I think. <laughs> all right, all right. I do. Um, um, was that in the eighties, by the way? Or was that seventies? Or both? Yeah, or all of the above. <laughs> anyway, please direct me as you'd like. I'm really excited to be here today, and I am working so hard to catch up with everybody, and I uh, I just love it, and uh, I never I never. Uh, we'll miss these shows that are so, so fun to connect. And, you know, the attention that's, that's coming to us is absolutely brilliant compliments to us. And I hope we get a chance to talk about that today. Please, how would you like to start? Yes, we will have a chance. Thank you for all these wonderful introductions. So mm. part of this show is about the truth moving from a false narrative imposed upon humanity to the truth. What's really going on? How did this really begin? So, for example, let's say we were brought up believing that Greenland was green and Iceland was covered in ice. It's it's difficult for us to readjust, and maybe we realize that Greenland has ice and Iceland has green. So the <laughs> empire imposed... The greatest trick of all, they imposed this reality on humanity that there was some angry God above us, in control of us, and we were just mere peons down here. So today, in the exquisite music of life, we're going to explore the truth, which is that we are, we are all source, and how that began, and how we came to be where we are now. So thank you. Would you like to both share something about that? That's perfect. I can't wait to hear what else you're going to say, Asha. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm very, very um, 
and I'm so proud to be in alignment with you, and I'm so proud to have found you. And um, I, I just uh, applaud you for taking on this this task and, and this work. It's very important that we start recognizing the metrics of ourselves. Excuse me, the you know the construct, how it works. Get comfortable with it, please. Continue. Thank you, and I am so very honored and grateful to be with you too. So so deeply honored. So thank you. And you've taught me everything, both of you. So the, let's say the original source, which is both of you, the original source went into what we would know down here as mitosis, which is one cell dividing itself into two. So it's the same cell, but now it's in two. So let's say source said, I want to play. I want to have someone to play with. (laughs) So Source created another playmate, which is also itself. And that was the very first, let's say, an original, beautiful duality, just a perfect mirror of love and peace and harmony and grace and creativity. So my question to both of you, what was it like just to be one and the difference between when you divided into two? This is, this is a, you don't want this mermaid? Yeah. I mean, it's super easy. My memories are a little mm-hmm. more rusty than yours. I don't right. quite remember being on the cell and how we broke it. <clears throat> so I'm sure you could find that though. <laughs> okay. So um, with this, this is um, great, great care is taken when we deliver this information. Just everyone who, who takes us in, yet we're bound by uh, communication devices in English language. So we're, we're going to do our best. When you listen to us on this topic, just really feel the information. And um, it is a very true statement that I am translating directly from source the best I can in a way in which we can all digest the information. So it, it comes across maybe simplistic, but the information is in my harmonics. Thank you. Thank you. Take in what you feel is correct and what um, you don't. And it's, it's um, very important we get used to this material. And that's going to give us more stability. It's going to give us more strength. And it's going to give us a lot more understanding, which it gives us uh, the empowerment to move forward and or your enlightening process is going to increase. So here we go. You're going to have to help me again with the question. But when we start the expression of ourselves, which is exclusively inspiration and excitement. It doesn't necessarily have a beginning. It is just an all-knowing. There is nothing you don't know as you come from source. There's not one thing you don't know. It's just the excitement to go do one direction or another might be one way to explain it. Um, and there's no deliberation. There's no doubt, fear, guilt, no, no emotion whatsoever. There is just the knowledge that you can experience everything in the domain of a universe, a multiverse. In this case, this universe. You have no weaknesses whatsoever. You only have the expression of 
expression. The experience is then recognized, as you say, as I joke, with the recognition of the expression, number two, number one, doesn't really exist. But when you recognize it in the domain, you might say there is a first. And yes, it would be me, but we would never say that. We might express it as continuously creativity. And as we express ourselves, we start recognizing ourselves almost as if in a mirror. So now we go to express ourselves. And yes, we have the ability to instantly start experiencing the development of life, which would be what seems to be a compartment to you is not to us. We start segregating instantly when we come into the recognition of ourselves into this domain and or universe. So as we're, we are all annealed and aligned before we come into the multiverse, the universe, this universe. And then we start a subset of ourselves instantly as we come in here. And it continues forever and ever and ever and ever. I hope that helps. Perfect. Thank you very much. Sunshine, would you like to add anything to that? No, you guys carry on. I'll just. Inter- I'll How just- did you get a better name than me? Like overnight. I know. I love that. That's my, this is my favorite so far. She knows me so well. Um, <laughs> no, I'll just. I'll just interject when you guys carry on. This is really beautiful. Thank you. So, Q, you explained that so perfectly. And so the original, let's call it duality, because it was really a beautiful duality. It was. It was playing together and experiencing yourself in more facets, the expression of even more facets, let's say, which you could do all as one, but together it's more like a playmate from my perspective. And those two facets of the same one express themselves, for example, Ra, the sunshine, we could say is more of of an ambassador. And I see her as the energy, even though there is no male and female, at that level, there is a, a quality that we might feel is more feminine because the ambassador is more the smoothing over, over of things, you know, the making amends, the bringing people together in peace. And yet Q would be more of the activator and the also the creator, also the educator, also the awakener, you know, so both, both of you do those both but you do them differently and it makes it so much more fun. So we could also say that Ra is the creator of sun. Now you could both create sun, but Ra maybe was created to enjoy that part more. And Q would be the creator of, let's say, earth and water and fire and air. Is that, is that correct? You want this one? I'm just having it. You, uh, you got the um, the explanation you gave is uh, very very strong for me. Um, one um, one is a catalyst. One is um, a sustainer. Might be another way to look at it. 
um, a firecracker and a janitor, et cetera, et cetera. So you have it right for us, a uh, supporter of life, creator of life might be another way to look at it. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Beautiful. So in the word mitosis, mitos is Greek for thread. So there's a thread of all of your components within both of you. And then you both created another one of yourselves. And then that created another. So it was just a mitosis of a thread of your light, let's say your source energy, moving through all of these subsets. And there were, let's say, originally 12. So you created 12 of yourself, of frequencies of source, which could be like a musical instrument, or let's say a bunch of keys on, on, a, on an instrument that have one octave. Would you like to share about that? Yes. Yeah, so um, as, as we come into the universe, um, again, without deliberation, without, let's say, agendas, just inspiration. That's all you have when you come through. And the segregation begins. It does have it does have a bit of a, a model to it, a mapping almost, because now you start segregating the inspiration into. <clears throat> it's never really at this point in individuality yet. It's still very expansive, and you're still very attached, so to speak, to um, the legacy, inspiration, and excitement of the experience, but. You are correct as there is more def definitive uh, aspirations, you're going to make almost, uh, let's see, a canvassing system that looks much like a snowflake or <clears throat> many patterns. And 12 is um, a, a very, very easy one, instantly easy to, to start with. Because, first of all, we don't have the understanding of numerology whatsoever. So, again, I don't want to uh, talk about numerology. But when you, start ex when you start looking at it from the expression of us, that's a good number to start with. Because not even one you could count. Because it's even a multitude. But it is, it is a model for a linear uh, observation. So if we look at the 12, each one would have a billion, billion inspirations and expressions ready to subset and subset. But if we're going to start on the initiation, if that's the real question of coming into the domain and or the experience and expression of ourselves, that is a good place to start. I'm OK with that. Thank you. I was looking for an analogy. To, oh. Was someone going to say something before I go on? No, go ahead. Oh, okay. So I was looking for analogies that might help explain it. And I'm looking at a piano. And so in the center of the piano, let's say there's an A, and that would vibrate at a 440 hertz. And then if we go to the right, it would double, go down to eight or up to 880 hertz. If we go to the left, 
it's going to go to 220 hertz. So all those are different octaves. So we could say those are all different subsets of the 12 with different frequencies. And then they're also going to impact the environment, the reality in a different way with a different frequency. Does that resonate? Yeah, so you can, another way to look at it is you can go on the creation light chip and you can see a face on there and that is my face. And what you'll see there is the way the light comes around the face is exactly how we do it. So, um, and so each, so you couldn't really put a number on each strand of light. Now, could you? Because could you count how many strands of light? There's some great, great movies that show how it all starts. Um, I would say 2001, that legacy 2001 movie uh, does it. Um, It's just the, how do you refrain? How do you control light as it begins? You can't. What direction is it going to go is perfect and pure and direct. That's the best I can do without putting numerics into it. It just goes and it goes forever. That's the key. It goes forever and ever and it does not stop. And would you say that it it expands through frequency and light or what words would you use? Those are okay terms. It's excitement. It doesn't understand limitation. It has no limitation. It keeps going and going. And it's excited by harmonics. It's endorsed and enhanced by harmonics. Frequency, absolutely. Is it its horsepower? The light does not need anything. But it gets excited. Look at water when you put sound to it. It's exactly what we're doing. We're saying, where is that sound coming from? We, we created the sound. It's part of us. What are we going to do with it? Many of those things. Well, that's perfect. Sunshine, did you want to add anything to that? I don't know if I could add anything to that. That was perfect. Still yeah. pissed about the name. I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I have to be the custer. Yeah, I'm yeah. like a third grader yeah. getting pushed around in the play field. And you're like the god of everything. Every time. <laughs> Whatever, whatever. So, speaking of the Custer, which was a name that Sunshine originated, and it was so uh, intoxicating or exciting, I I was using it too, and we were using it on the show. And I guess that's been about a month. We've been calling you Custer in the meetings and in the show. And then, what's interesting is Elon Musk made a tweet on the 22nd of November and it said Q anon extremely concerning so i clicked on it and it was a it was an article by a technology uh, literary called rooters and it was something published on November 22nd which is of course JFK assassination date and so if we if the if Sunshine and I see the Custer as, say, the greatest blessing to humanity. So I see both of you as the greatest blessing to humanity and the greatest threat to the dark. Well, (laughs) this article was about the greatest threat to humanity. And 
it is a project called Q-Star. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it just went on to talk about how dangerous Q-Star is. So, so your name is catching. And what, what did they mean by Q-Star again? What, what were they meaning? It's the name of a project. I guess it's the name of an artificial intelligence project they're working on that surpasses human abilities. So it has the potential to take over humanity. So it's just the opposite of our Q star. It's Q with an asterisk star, which is pronounced Q star. And yeah. Uh, so right on. They like taking good things and spinning it into negative, don't they? <laughs> yeah, the dates the dates are very valuable to the dark. Um, yeah, so, okay, so we got Custer, uh, 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 let's see, Amplified, and then we got the Sandbox Amplified. A lot of good things that come from that. Um, for me, at least, is when we examine that. It, it, it well, first of all, um, we, we really are who we say we are. And uh, it, it, we don't we we don't need to embellish it. We we just understand how things work, and and it's um, it's a labor of love. It always will be to participate, to create life, and then go participate in it. And now we we also get a luxury now that somebody does not approve of what we're doing, or wants to steer it, or wants to manipulate it. And again, they're they're not after me or Donald Trump or anybody else. They're after everyone to not know that they are creating a reality <clears throat> either on timelines or based on excitement and inspiration. And so I'm honored and thrilled to uh, get uh, not only the attacks and um, as I go through life, <clears throat> it just proves we still have more work to do. And that is to do whatever we want, and that's it. And so I'm thrilled. Um, and the good news is when the when the when these folks do things like this, they expose themselves, and then we can take care of it. So always know that as as much bludgeoning as many of these stories may come across us, it's actually good news because we get to see where they're hiding, and we get to take care of them. So uh, when you look at Don Trump getting attacked or anybody else or Kennedy, um, it's actually designed that way so we can snuff them out. And it's a beautiful, beautiful little dance, unfortunately. Uh, but we're well, well on our way, everyone. And that's my great encouragement. Thank you for sharing that. <clears throat> So moving on to a, a description of the subsets of the one, we're still with 12, and then going into the 24, and then infinity, moving on. So I was hiking the other day, and I came across a tree that had been cut down. And I was looking at it. It was so beautiful, what was left of it. And in the very, very center was, of course, the original sprout. It was still really moist and, and beautiful and very vibrant. And then every set out from there would, of course, represent a different year, but also a different experience. And at the very outer edges of this huge tree, it had been burnt. It, it had been in a fire. 
So when we look at that analogy, the whole tree experienced the fire, but the very core of the tree was still completely supple and completely connected to the original sprout. And it it made me feel that might be an analogy for you. You are in the center of existence. You are the core of existence. So some so you can experience everything all of us, all the subsets of you are experiencing, but possibly not in the same way. So for example, it might be very difficult for you to know greed or hatred or shame or or lust because you perceive from the core, from your heart. So you, you can see us, but it might not compute the same way it would down here. Would you like to speak about that? Very, very well observed. Um, yeah, so uh, <clears throat> you, you fast forwarded quickly. <laughs> and so, so we went from the beginning of, of, of life to now examining a subset of life. I love it. Um, guess what? They're all the same. They don't change. They just change maybe form and inspiration. Beautifully done, Asha. Beautifully done. Um, what what you explained to me now what what's interesting about this topic is um, it is identical for every single life form including uh, a molecule of water on the planet you know, every single cell everywhere in the universe acts just like this now the granularity and the the frequency the density if you like those words <clears throat> may change but they're all identical at least the backbone of creativity is. So what you explained is, uh, but by the way, when you look at a, a, a tree that's been cut down, um, it's important to know that that tree screamed uh, uh, its death when it was cut down. It has emotions. <clears throat> it has feelings. It is. It has, uh, uh, unfortunately, it has epigenetics because uh, in this case, because I can see what tree it was. It was not uh, old growth. It was re replanted, so forth, <clears throat> restocked in that forest. Or came from a tree that was old growth and then a subset of it. <clears throat> very, very long story how we look at epigenetics in our fauna. And that isn't even a proper word. <clears throat> that tree cut down with its roots still in the ground, I'll assume... You saw sap coming out of it. Is that correct? That is correct. Because it's still alive. And it could grow a new <clears throat> sprout and it could be another tree. So they cut down a living being. And now the living being is, instead of being 50 feet tall, is only uh, a foot tall, <clears throat> still alive. It just lost its hair and its limbs and its eyes and its mouth. And it's having a hard time breathing. And it's uh, uh, I, I hope everyone realizes that life is everywhere around you. The people that cut down that tree basically cut down themselves. They cut down their brother. Um, they don't understand. They don't know why they cut down the tree. They need the tree, uh, etc. Take great care when you do things like that. It's my suggestion. <clears throat> it'll it'll serve you well. Um, when you look at the rings of that tree, you're actually explaining that the initiation of life and then each ring for every year it lived, it experienced it's the expression of itself as a tree. Tree are some of the most noble beings on your planet. They're dedicated to give you life, oxygen, 
uh, recycling system, obviously. Uh, most, uh, most of the date palms, legacy palm trees are considered gods because they live so long and um, they're dedicated to holding space and, and a ground, etc. Purifying water and communication. Trees are extremely good communicators once you start learning how to talk to them. Each one of those rings is an expression of uh, the age of it. I don't like to use annualization through our calendar system, but so for every expression and expansion of life, as you said, how cells keep separating and separating, growing and growing, that is a good model for what the universe looks like. You don't stop growing your universe. You just keep going and going and going. And as the tree gets older, every one of those rings is the expression of you as a tree, us as a tree. And, Guess what? The outer ring has experienced everything the inner rings have. And that bark is an, insulation, an insulator for feeling and or expressing, transmitting, receiving, etc., etc. So every one of those rings is almost exactly like you uh, and this last 2,000 years. I hope that helps. Yeah, they give us a hint in some of the movies like Lord of the Rings, and I think it was Narnia how the trees come alive, um, they, you know, they're giving us a hint they're living beings and they, they're the final heroes in those movies a lot of the time because that's true. They are alive and they do want to help. And you talk to them. I used to when I was a child. I don't they're not, do it as clear not, now. They're not real impressed with me at all, like most people. So if you're such a big shot, why didn't you clean up this? Mm. Is mostly the uh, faster. Most trees are so noble, they recognize their relationship with their planet uh, uh, instantly and understand the diversity. Mm. And um, they're one of the few beings that do get harmed in our uh, our fauna. So we don't we don't really bother. Uh, so the dark doesn't really bother animals very much because they, they don't get any much mileage out of it, but they do bother the trees because we, we, they can get mileage out of us, reactionary mileage, a lot of drama, a lot of emotions, and you can, you can put a lot of emotions through trees and, of course, <clears throat> hinder our environment. So, yeah, and there's a lot of good news coming, but uh, pretty soon the trees uh, with, with conscious gateways that'd be you, um, you're going to be able to talk to animals and trees very easily. Um, so I, I explain this to you so it becomes more normal for you. Yes, um, sunshine here <laughs> has seen me talk to trees and I can translate trees. So if you do have, if you do want, um, in the future, if you want me to translate what a forest wants, we always, we go into forest, we always ask permission. And it's not to say they wouldn't let you in. It's just to, to acknowledge that we're talking to them. And you get a lot more information when you go through there. They leave you alone. But anytime you want me to, especially as the healers come through in, in our sh other shows and, <clears throat> and communicators, um, I'll show you how to uh, translate the trees and how to work with them. So sorry to get so long-winded there, Asha. Beautiful. Thank you, both of you. That reminds me of a, a really dear friend I had who was from Mexico and he was a gardener and his 
father taught him, before you go into the jungle, you must ask permission and then they will protect you. And the young men that did not ask for protection often got harmed in that jungle. So it does make a difference, your experience inside the forest, when you do make a connection and show honor to that forest, they will protect you and the experience will be so much more beautiful. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, as most of the animals are obviously communicating with the rest of the, <clears throat> the biosphere. So it, it's normal. And, and so remember that the trees are talking through uh, a root system, an aquatic system, and, that, and that's their telecommunication, so to speak. So when you ask permission, hey, I, I'm going to go from here to there, the trees will go, hey, guys, we got a couple of greenhorns coming in and let's make sure the snakes know that not to touch our friends. Things like that. They actually do that. Perfect. Thank you. So this brings us to um, the next point, I guess you could say. So you move into the 12 and then you create, I mean, this might not be in the right order or anything. I'm just making the story up. So, And then uh, Ra creates the sun, you create the earth and the water and the fire and you populate, let's say, guardians for that so let's say Ra creates the fairies and the unicorns and the nature animals and the bees and the birds and the dragonflies and the queen of nature to care for them and let's say you create the dragons and the mermaids and the angels and so I'm just making this up you can tell me what you really created but <laughs> um, basically they're these are silos of guardians to support the sun and the earth that you created would you like to elaborate or correct that is that no that is so perfect to me for me everything you said was so perfect right so if you look at the initial statement um you started the show with um one being a catalyst and one being a supporter or sustainer um and then now we start talking about a little more granularity as we go. I would change the word from guardians to dedicators. So more dedicated to the experience. So guardian would say, I own this. I'm going to protect it. That's, that's, we, we don't have at, at this stage of creation, we don't have any, any more excitement than just dedicated to the creative, uh, um, envisionment, dream, excitement, inspiration. Excellent. Thank you. So let's imagine that existence or creation or what we've just been speaking about was like a mom and pop store. <laughs> so you're the mom and pop and you create this incredible store that has all these wonderful things for people to experience. And you're so successful it becomes a huge corporation and it franchises out and there's more and more corporations that come from that, that get further and further and further away from the original mom and pop store. And there's more individuality. So they get their own ideas that really, it's very difficult to see the thread that goes back to the original mom and pop. And the more individuality the more duality and the more duality we start seeing a very different kind of duality than we did in the in the beginning which was so beautiful and harmonious and fun so 
that may have led to what some of us find uncomfortable down here in terms of the extreme duality. Would you both like to share about that? When, um, so what you just explained is one individual ascension cycle. And in this, in this, on this planet, the ascension cycle has appreciated a lot of duality, wouldn't you say? (laughs) Putting it lightly. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, when we look at the last 2000 years, that's exactly what you just said is, Hey, we got, we're here. And then now you're at the end going, God damn it. We're here. And only I can use that word, by the way. Right. (laughs) Only I can use God damn it. (laughs) All right. So anyway, um, yeah, that's perfectly said, Ash. Uh, so at th- this excitement has grown all sorts of different directions because we love the expression of ourselves, no matter what it is. We don't have any boundaries, and and it, it gets and, and at times it gets manipulated, uh, misperceived, and it's exclusively um, in this case done with a little bit of engineering towards the negative. And a little bit of engineering towards the negative has grown into a lot of engineering towards the negative. So I'll hold it there. But yeah, you have it right for me. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So if we look at the original 12, we could also see those as basic representations of the Greek gods and the Indian gods, et cetera, et cetera. And all the different silos that were dedicated to contributing their light to, let's say, this experience on Earth. Would you like to share about that? Yeah, give me a couple examples. A lot of, that is a very, very uh, vast question and subject. Um, But please, give me an example. So one example would be uh, a subset or a silo that sunshine created with the fairies and the unicorns and the bees and the birds and then um, Lilith, the queen of nature, to add harmony and grace and just wonderfulness down here as an experience. So that's that's one subset of the sunshine, the raw energy. And then so we take all the silos or subsets of the original 12 that are granulating down to more individuality. So let's say they were originally dedicated to the inspiration and excitement of creation. And then they gradually, as they went further and further away from the mom and pop origination, they may have become more dedicated to individuality. And that individuality, if we look at what I'm getting at is the Galactic Federation. So the Galactic Federation was basically made up originally of these beautiful silos of beings that were dedicated to helping us experience the inspiration and excitement of existence. And that is part of how we got to the level of duality down here. And please correct me if this is not correct, but it's it's the dedication to individuality that's not in the heart as opposed to dedication to the experience of life as one. 
Yeah, it's very good. Um, you've worked hard. Um, you should have given us a, a book before we got here, huh? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Oh, it's inside uh, of our heart, right? It is, and that's what's so perfect about it. We we already have the, the rule book, and it's up to us. I love it. Very good, Asha. Yeah, so for the most part, your ancient myths, gods, goddesses that are portrayed <clears throat> really are just uh, explaining exactly what Asha explained today, is that at uh, for the most part, not always, for the most part, at the end of the ascension cycle, we come in to to uh, get involved, give you more horsepower, bring in uh, more light. In this case, and, and it works different every different location, every different reality, every different dimension in the domain. But in this case, it works at getting you more horsepower of awareness and stimulate you so that you can transition. In this case, <clears throat> transition most likely out of here because there, there's a there's a large cleanup plan for here. And I'm not endorsing that. I'm just suggesting that. So when you recalibrate and reconfigure is why we're here. We're, we're the ones pushing that recalibration, reconfiguration process. And you, you gave us a lot of information. But the dedicators, <clears throat> the dedication to creating this realm uh, uh, maybe wanted to choose a different path, wanted to choose uh, different experience, expression, uh, left their hands off the steering wheel maybe, weren't so dedicated or misdirected, misguided in many cases. And when you grow a universe so vastly, it, it would be understandable because we grow so fast, it's difficult to keep up with us would be one way to look at it. And it's not necessary either. So that, remember, there's no judgment when you look at the universal knowledge. So again, I do my best to look at the intrinsic creativity. I encourage us all to look at intrinsic creativity, what you can touch, feel, taste, the etheric, and the universal and or galactic. And so uh, as much as uh, um, uh, with great, great care, I say this, uh, the, the Galactic Council's Galactic Federation are a massive failure. They shouldn't be uh, an entity or a false god for you either. And it's not that they're a failure per se. Um, they, di they didn't necessarily recognize the resources and now uh, would favor the side of I don't need to participate with uh, source, God's participation and or creativity, except for a few now. Now we do have some help. And it's unique, very unique. It's, it's not that you can't do this yourself, but we have the universal eyes on us now. And, and, and many, many, many different realms understand the importance of our, our little dualistic uh, area in the domain, the universe. I'll leave it at that if you want to direct me or sunshine. Thank you. I love that. And the experience that we get to experience from everything that we've created, I would love for uh, Sunshine, if you'd like to share about, so you've created the queen of nature, Lilith. And, you know, the dark has taken that name and made it something dark, but the original Lilith is just the beautiful essence of, of nature. And she was actually 
in this life, your mother. So would you like to share your experience with that? Yeah, thank you, Asha. <clears throat> yes, in this life, Lilith, the queen of nature, was my mother and she lived her life, um, yeah, very much, very much uh, in that role. So she just, um, I just had the most beautiful childhood and was nurtured by such an amazing woman that um, now makes so much sense who she is. And so very much in nature with um, huge connection to the animal kingdom and the, and the plants both. That was, that was uh, she lived for that. She ended up doing a lot of conservation work for endangered and almost extinct animals and made a really made a really big difference it all just makes so much sense her passion um and uh almost fierceness like she was fierce for for the animals <laughs> like we'd go to africa and she'd uh the the rhinos were her favorite to really because she felt they were the underdog as much as many endangered species get a lot of attention she felt back then anyway they didn't get enough because they're maybe not as pretty and majestic as a whale or an elephant and so uh yeah she did massive work for them and and helped them uh not be extinct the black rhinos back in the 90s anyway anyway so I had a I was very blessed to be raised with a very strong example of uh nature and animals being they're 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 people just like us they're not lesser and um yeah unfortunately being a dualistic planet she was taken away as well by the dark and that's what they do so but she made a big impact while she was here and she's still here in the fairy kingdom yeah it's beautifully this should be a beautiful representation of what is deemed dedication so how could a god in this case portrayed as a god well first of all identity is the trick so uh, we're calling them gods. Well, everyone's a god. Well, why does this 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 individual with a little more horsepower participate as a mortal? Because that's how the universe actually works. So to go into a realm, you have to actually be in the realm as the individuals to actually make an impact. You can't come in as a superhero and take over. Uh, it doesn't work that way. If you're a higher frequency being, you're going to be in a higher frequency. If you're a lower frequency being, you're going to be a lower frequency. That, that's the misconception. A 12th dimensional being isn't going to come into the third dimension as an example. Could it? Yes, of course it could. It's so wise, it wouldn't do it and wouldn't sustain it. The, you're not going to live on the sun as a third dimensional being. I do not like the definitions of dimensions or linear concepts, but that seems to be the easiest one to uh, uh, adjust to is, is lines and ladders of height. And, but that's not really what we're talking about. What we're talking about is participation at a frequency. You have to actually do it to be in that frequency. I hope that helps. And it's funny how it's recognized even by people that don't understand anything we're talking about on this show um when i look back at all the people in her life and how many people celebrated her uh their their spirit their heart recognizes this person as a little bit extra a little bit a little bit more special so they're recognizing all that massive excitement and light she brought with her um in everything that she did just like a really big burst of excitement for life because she just loved loves earth like she how did we put it when we were chatting about it the other day just the 
<clears throat> Earth's her baby as well and the ambassador and protector of everything here. So that would make sense that she just loved it here and explored every corner of the planet, literally, and um, just celebrated every being on Earth. And uh, so in, in, in because of that, meant she had many friends and many people adored her. Very a lot of excitement for life. She had still dedicated, mm. still a lot of animals on the planet, mm. despite our best efforts. And when you said special, that explains why I was always put on the short bus before school, huh? That's correct. Special, very special. I was. Yep. Is that why I flunked everything? <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. I think we understood the school was school was treating us. Teaching us lies. I, could you put me next to the window so I could see the way out? That was what school was for me. Yeah, staring yeah. out the window. Yeah. Oh, there is a way out of here. Making daisy chains. Feels a lot like prison. That's what I did. <laughs> Actually, because then the food was better. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a little story of mine. But thanks for bringing that up, Asha. That's beautiful. Thank you. I love that story. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that when we're talking about dedication, the two of you, the one of you, the two of you together as one, you are very, very dedicated to this earth. When I look around the planet, mostly I see your spirit dancing and singing and loving and encouraging everyone along here. And one of the, one thing I really, really notice with the sunshine spirit, you have incarnated, I guess you could say, into a lot of women who become mommies. And those children are so blessed and have an extraordinary life of knowing what divine love is. I see that with everyone I know who's got your spirit in them as a mommy. The children are blessed and then they go on with those epigenetics. And so that's one way of seeding this planet for the ascension is to infiltrate with love. And with the Custer, I see a lot of what I would explain it more is a lot of people that are in really, really, now this might be both of you too, doing both of those things um, because you can come in as a father as well. But I do notice a lot of people that have been in really, really dire straits and then the Custer shows up and pulls them out of what could have been their death. So there's a lot of saving lives and there's a lot of creating loving lives. And I know you both do both of those things. But it, sometimes, you know, I, I see more mommies and I see more angels <laughs> on the Kuster side. So, but both, the, those are both of you. Would you both like to share about that? I agree. I, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> my uh, <laughs> my pr- favorite position in all sports will always be goalie. I just like, I just can't help it. You know, I just want to save, help, support, assist somehow and, you have it right, Asha. Brilliant. And I, I, I just commend you for being so aware. Thank you. Well, thank you. And of course, that was first-hand yes. experience. I, I've been recipient of, of your grace, both of you. So thank you so, so much. And the, the next interesting thing might be, so the original source creates the spirit. So all spirits are created by source. And the original bodies were also created by source. So we could play in the bodies, take a a body and a spirit and have a beautiful experience. And then that expanded into companies creating bodies 
for the spirits that Creation Lightship created. And then that became quite a monopoly with all the corporations creating bodies. And then when they created the bodies that could create bodies, like the humans, some of those corporations sort of, we could say, went bankrupt. There wasn't as much business for them because now there were bodies that could create bodies. And then we start to see factories of clones where they could mass produce the very same body and then sell those as an army, just like when we, we saw in Star Wars. Would you like to share about that? Yes. Would you like me to go? Yeah, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> so what you just explained is we created um, cells through our excitement and inspiration and experience and expression of ourselves. We created cells. And now once you have a cell, um, we would like to feel, touch, smell the expression of our creativity. So now uh, maybe we'll just make it a, a small expression of ourselves like an amoeba. And our amoeba wants to go and touch another amoeba. doesn't have one, so it crea- creates another amoeba, etc., etc., etc. Grows into a perfect, perfect designed, um, almost always, almost uniform design of a way to touch, feel, taste the expression of everything and all that is. And that came in, eventually came in the form of a mammal. And it was um, symmetrical and had unlimited capabilities because the light wanted to express everything and all that ever will be. And of course, concurrently and simultaneously created locations in which you could do that. In this case, a planet. <clears throat> I ideally so that the body, uh, the body could express itself from source, not the other way around, so that you could actually do what you already know. Remember, you already know everything at this point. So, <clears throat> when you start growing a universe. That subset of my statements is massive, massive, and massive. It doesn't stop, has never stopped. It is massive, impossible to count. There's no way to put volume to it. It's endless. It's it's endless. Just leave it at that. Don't ever try and put a number to the scale uh, of the universe and how fast it's going, how slow it's going. It's endless. It's never going to stop. It can change, it can contort, but <clears throat> it's a very important to know your statements are, now, what if I could get get uh, this endless creativity as it goes down, up, sideways? Think of this. Uh, you're in an ocean that does not have a surface, a side, or a bottom. It's endless. So you can't really put measurement to... Um, the capability and or limitations of a human body. But you did a very good job of explaining that with that became opportunities for creativity to start playing with creativity. So now if we want to channel direct the way we want our creativity to go to look um, you really can't blame uh, creativity for saying, I would like a planet that only has one colored beings on it. 
what would be the problem with that when you know that you could leave and go to any planet you wanted and be anything you wanted? I want to go experience what it's like to be a purple person, as an example. Okay, what's wrong with that? Knowing full well that you could go back to being anything you wanted and or no limitations. Most spirits, when they become mammalins, can change their body instantly whenever they want. And that's what we're doing our best on this show to explain that. We are able to do that. All of us are able to do it. We're just not remembering we're doing it. Anyway, with that came the manipulation of that subset of that statement. What if I could make sure spirit doesn't know it's multiple people at one time and or can create another body in real time? What if I could trick them? That's what you explained to me. I'll stop there if you don't mind. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that. Very helpful. So the empire that we could say represented the dark, quite established. Some of the main players, they were master geneticists, and that really accelerated the power of the dark. Go ahead. I'm standing by. Okay. So they were able to even create clones that had artificial intelligence in them and not a spirit. And they were also able to take the emotional body of a dead person and let's say traumatize it more and create, we could say a demon that wasn't even a spirit, but it had energy and put it into a body with an epigenetics that was tortured to create more and more and more darkness for more and more duality because that was their game of survival. No judgment, but it was an experience that in this reset, we will probably be making different choices. Would you like to share anything about that? Yeah, I, I want to make make a, a little more awareness around <clears throat> cloning and why and the prevalence around its success, if you will, or preservation. Um, if uh, it's much easier, it's, it's it's far less fantastic than you might be aware of, and you have a lot of life around you to prove it. How do birds fly together in a pyramid? How do they do it? They're able to transmit and receive information. Who's sending that information? Are they using it collectively or is the leader sending the information? Um, Ants make an anthill collectively. How do they do it? Who's sending the information? Someone's sending the information, right? Um, Bees make their bee house and all work together. Etc. Etc. Fish swim. Fish swim in a school. They all seem to know where they're going. Well, if you can put that into a human, who's sending the transmissions? Could be another human, or it could be mechanical, or it could be electronic, or it could be a combination of artificial intelligence. You can do it many different ways to send signals into the receiver of a mammalian type body. So uh, once you get a nervous system and a brain without any population of knowledge, history, if you like, memories, <clears throat> very easy to just compartmentalize it. And all you have to do is start studying this. And if you, if you look at um, 
uh, if you look at some of Swordlow's work and, and you'll, you'll see how they hypnotize and program um, uh, the programs that we are in, they put us, they'll make a cube out of your brain and then put in the personalities, the directives and so forth. And that's how you make a super soldier, a Manchurian candidate, suicide guy, whatever. It's very easy to make a, a uh, clone. So don't look at a clone as like a Barbie doll, although they are. So genetically, you can make them, map them to look identical. But the, the real best way to look at the, the manipulation of a clone is what directives are in it is what a real clone is. Because I can I could actually call my neighbor a clone because they've lost control of, of their heart. And they've been on the iPhone so much, they believe the program that's being told to them is telling them to put a vaccine in their body to a disease that doesn't even exist. So that's the, that you're almost most people who live and breathe propaganda every day are halfway to a clone, wouldn't you say? Yes, and there's pretty much no way to tell who's a clone. Let's say there are 10 of you, and you all look the same. Now, if I'm not in my heart, I won't be able to feel which one of you is you, animated with you, and which one of you is being manipulated by, let's say, an alien, if that's even possible. Would you like to share about that? Yeah, so now we have an opportunity to take um, this type of human. We're, we're, again, we're, we're standardizing in summary, um, and, and so it's a very deep subject. But you can now, if I can, if I can contort the, uh, the historian of this, this uh, vessel, not only with the mind but the tissue and get it more accustomed to receiving a type of being in it, is what you're seeing when we say that person's been abducted or an entity attachment. Well, it's found an avenue to kneel to that, that legacy frequency of death, harm, fear, et cetera, et cetera. And that's why, you know, it's, it's, uh, if, if we did this another 2000 years, it would be very difficult for us to get back in these bodies because they're going to be so low frequency that's really, if I do have a mission and, and uh, sunshine is what we're calling it, uh, we were noticing that uh, because we're getting our and or have our memories back, we know all our capabilities in other bodies. We know what it's like to have all our faculties. And so now we're instantly can speak to it, uh, take it for what it is, but you're supposed to be a 1,000 Times more capable than you are in these bodies. And I'll leave it at that. How, how do we, um, as we ascend then in this lifetime in these bodies, how do we, how do these bodies change for us to be more limitless? How's that going to work? Like we, the, these physical bodies we're currently in, how are they going to morph into something that fits our higher frequency if we're going to end up being so high frequency in the future? Okay. <clears throat> no, first of all, I can't answer that because you're a woman. And I know where this is going, and that's healing beds and anti-aging and perfect skin and uh, better hair. I, I know, right? Am I right? Am I close? And a singing voice. A singing voice. Excuse me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So singing voice. Uh, yeah. Asha's like, no. yeah. What about me too? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> he knows when, whenever this topic comes up with women, that it's secretly to find out about the 
How do we how do we anti age? <laughs> I'm like that's not what I'm getting at. Okay, I'm getting at a high frequency body, and yes, we shouldn't deteriorate by the time we're what we we get older, and then you know we're a kid, a teenager, we're growing up, and then we're like twenty. And then I don't know, probably by 25, then we're already going down the hill in deterioration very slowly at that point, of course, but it does begin. That's not normal. I think yeah, it's interesting right. to talk right. about that. That is not normal. We shouldn't be 30 or whatever age and already the body's already starting to deteriorate. So you're at the, you're at the peak of not growing up anymore at maturity for like a second and then you're going downhill. That's how they've also designed these bodies, which is, we all know that's not right. That's why everyone does complain about the, the body because it's like I shouldn't. I should just be perfect. Everything should be working just fine. I shouldn't have issues. The body's not made well, all sh- that well, is it? Now I think everyone can attest stayed, to that. Should have stayed a mermaid. No matter how much we take care of it, and you know, you yeah. got people out there that um, have per- perfectly healthy diets and uh, active and whatnot, and they'll still somehow, you know get cancer and right it's just the bodies aren't that good so what i'm saying in a long drawn out way is when do we um get to upgrade these vessels <laughs> don't have to jump back into the mermaid body <laughs> well it is a valid question even though there is some <clears throat> uh, well it's to do with the dna and all that could you yeah so um what I, what i will say is so the regeneration of cells has been controlled here is what not only by your biosphere, your diets, and, um, you know, you come out of, you come out of the doctor's office, the 20 shots and you, when you're born, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. That was to limit the cell generation process. Because um, if you look at some races on this planet, they do not get wrinkles. As an example, they seem to regenerate. Those are, those That's are, true. Those are Achilles' heel of the dark trying to manage them, and that's why they're on prison. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very hard to lie to some races, as an example, because they regenerate their cells day in and day out every day. Mm-hmm. So you got to remember that you're not living a life throughout the duration of time that you, and you assume. So if you're 80 years old, you're not really 80 years old. You're not regenerating is true. And you're, degre- and you're going through a degradation process, that is true. But day in and day out, you're actually a new body every day. Now, why is it that you're not regenerating the cells to perfect balance? You don't know how to do it. This is just short and sweet. You don't know you're doing it. You're unaware you're doing it. The spirit doesn't recognize to do it. The spirit is completely neutral it's having an expression and experience of this type of human. Mm. So you, the, the mind, wants you to look like what you want to look like. That's not how spirit works. Mm. So if you work with your heart more, mm. you will actually regenerate faster. Mm. And it's very difficult to do here when you're actually reacting to all of the symptoms of the Western world, uh, again, the biosphere and so forth. I hope mm. that helps, Ash. Thank you. Very, very helpful. They changed. They actually went in and manipulated about a hundred years ago. Didn't we used to live twice as long back then? Yeah, I did an example. I, you know, when we first started these shows with Max Steele, um, you know, I, I proved, you know, I used it, looked it up. Uh, so I took great care 
um, my genetics and my bloodline, uh, you can look up an ancient painting uh, of Old Parr. And Old Parr was killed by um, <clears throat> the Roe family in Belgium. And he was 152 years old. <clears throat> and he had children when he was 82, 83. Uh, when he died at 152, he was poisoned and easily would have lived um, probably 300, 350. There are people in many ancient royal families here today are upwards of four or 500 years old. And they want to help <clears throat> with that. You get a lot of knowledge, obviously, if you live that long. But if you looked at old Parr when he was 150, um, I, th I think that was 1562, he passed away, uh, poison. Um, I might be off on the numbers. Anyway, um, what he would look like is probably roughly 152, but it looked like a very fit 70-year-old. Um, skin was still very smooth. And the reason he lived so long is he didn't under, he had no rel relationships with the modern world developing then, and especially no unnecessary urgencies in relationship to time. So again, the biosphere uh, is being manipulated by unnecessary urgencies in time. So if you're not late to anything, you don't have this, this, this unnecessary urgency, especially that's what money is best at. I need mm -hmm. to get money before I can do something. I don't have any money. I'm going to have, it. oh God, if I had some, all of those urgencies actually wear out your G, the, the spirit's capability to regenerate because the mind is tricking us. So the mind drives all the topics around urgencies and or sequence of events that we think we have to do instead of knowing how to do. I hope that helps. Thank you. Very helpful. Very interesting. So it's clear that the, let's say the, Duality lovers, the dark duality lovers, do use and have used the manipulation of genetics and clones for their own agenda. And one thing that the white hats and the dark hats do is use clones to help us go in the direction that they feel the light would like us to go in the ascension, the dark would like us to stay in the prison planet. So would you like to talk about that? You bet. Um, so again, if you look at cloning as really a relationship, what can I put in a personality? Uh, don't worry about the body as insulated. And this is, this is probably one of the uh, most difficult pieces of information you're going to learn about the human body. Is it uh, a movies like, I think it was Dune or Stargate. I'm not sure which, but there's a, a dark villain in there. says, I love these bodies. They're so easy to regenerate. Well, unfortunately, you can realign spirit with physicality instantly here. I can take you back. I'm living proof. I was age progressed. I've been aged recessed. I can regression and progression. You can take a body and you can put it back. There are pictures of me in sixth grade and I look like I'm 21 and it, it, endless stories there. They made a mistake bringing me back through the programs. Didn't get me back. I fought it, et cetera. So long story there over and over and over again, they tried to get me not, and they had to pull me out because I could fight against it. I guarantee you <clears throat> we can 
look at clones as Bic lighters, or we can keep a clone going for a long time and, and keep it stimulated. But really the purpose of clones is directing outcomes, at least in the modern Western world, is how can I get a story sold all of your major actors um, <clears throat> have been cloned? Uh, all your superstars have been cloned. Um, why Why would that be? Well, first of all, you can get more tenure out of a clone than you can just a normal human, i.e. you can keep a superstar going forever. You can keep the story going forever. Um, save, uh, you can keep the climate change agenda keep going and going and going, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, many politicians. Um, it's an endless story there. But focus on the personality traits, the agendas. Why do they not change their dialogue, even though we want their dialogue to change? It's very easy with politicians. Um, why, why don't they? Why? What, what politicians come to your door and said, how much? How can I help you? There's your clue. They don't want to help anybody. They just have an agenda. Forgive me for being a little off topic there. It went exactly the direction I was hoping. Thank you so much. So mm -hmm. we know that the light can create clones to help and the dark can create clones for their own agendas. So how many clones are there of President Trump? Wow, you just went for the juggler, didn't you? There are the one. So when you're when you're seeing Don. For real, there's no, there's really no value to put him in public. If you, if you really, it, the agenda. So even if Don was terminated, the agenda still is there for all unlimited uh, benefit, beneficiary information uh, agendas to help man. So it doesn't really matter if we're real or not, because we're all at some level a walk-in and or avatar. At some level, we are all avatars at some level. And or we're using more of our capabilities and expressing ourselves uh, as this type of human. There's no way around it. Your light being, your consciousness in a expression and experience of a, of a human being, this type of human. The number doesn't really matter because it's so easy to make them. Very easy. And <clears throat> programming a clone for great integrity is the problem. So we want to make sure that we represent everyone. And now when you have conscious computing, it's very easy to do. Now, I will say when you do see the real Don, it will look like he's wearing a explosion proof suit. So he, he won't be able to bend his arms very good or his legs. And he'll kind of he'll walk like the bomb squad you won't see the bomb suit and the collar goes yeah all the way to the top of his neck and that is the real dawn um <clears throat> so the reason you see the real dawn is because he's adamant to he does not like the cloning system he hates it but he also understands and this is a marathon not a race and uh a lot great just no great care great great care not to fool people but to get down the road in a very, very comprehensive, uh, thoughtful, heart-based solution. I hope that helps. Excellent. Thank you. So the White Hats do do 
they have more capacity to do more with the clones to help more people to have them be more places with the integrity of Don. But the dark also have clones of him, which they use against him to foul his character and to have him go up and say things that are not what the original spirit would ever say. Would you like to share about that? Yeah. So we did a a fairly good job of that uh, a show or so ago. And, um, yeah, so what if I can make a clone of, of a bad guy? I can make them say something. So, again, you, to be in the game, you have to be in the game. And so just to get Don as a president is is monumental. To get John Kennedy as president was monumental. And now sustaining sustaining uh, the mission, so to speak, the, the, to, to get people free of, of tyrannies is one of one of many missions. So it's it's the dark can make clones, the light can make clones. And and it's it is real important that it's exposed on both sides. Ultimately, both care for their own agenda. Now, what what's interesting is how do you prove someone's a clone? You can't, can you? They have a fingerprint. See, identity is always going to be the weapon of the dark. That's not really him. That's why I play with identity all the time. That's not really him because you have a birth certificate, social security card, a driver's license, etc. What What happens when you have 10 hymns on stage? How, how are we going to deal with that? Stay tuned. Thank you. So there are a lot of things, there's a lot of people disparaging President Trump for things that were said, that were the dark clone, and that President Trump, the real authentic spirit, would never say, would never do. We've got proof way back, way, way back from his tweeting where he was very, very concerned about vaccinations, even back in 2014, tweeting many concerns to parents, please research this. and. He gave us ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. He gave us MSM, MMS, sorry. He gave us all these alternatives. And then they put a dark clone up on stage to push the dark agenda. Would you like to talk about that? Yeah, so the, 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 the fight gets a little trickier now, doesn't it? And, and so, yeah, it gets, it gets real, real odd now. Um, and so everyone goes, why isn't the internet shut down? Well, you know, how else do we distribute information? Um, knowing full well the internet is is part of the problem, uh, it also, <clears throat> we get, even today, we get to prove that someone doesn't like our messaging and or is making fun or wants to participate with us regarding the show. So there's some value to that. And so keeping the internet rolling and just no great care is taken by keeping it up. We we have so many opportunities to use this information, so you get to choose, not someone playing God. And it's coming to a head now. We've got to take great care, but certainly you you have it nailed. Um, educating people through the web page and so forth is one of many steps. Now, if you could feel information, we wouldn't have this problem now, would we? 
That's exactly right. I'm actually quite shocked at the people that reach out and say, he's, he's dark, he's this, he's that, because he said this. And if they would just feel into the essence of who you are, of who that spirit is, they would be fine. They wouldn't even be flinch when they see something like that because they would know it's an agenda that's not of the light, that's not him, it's not you. Yeah, and, and brilliantly done, Asha. Uh, Max Steele and I did this two th- in 2015 on this show, and it was very poorly received. No one could get there. Now uh, people are starting to understand that if, if, um, if there's such – so the agenda around healing beds is a good tool. So wait a minute, if I can anti-age someone, I can regenerate all their cells. If I can heal them, I'm not endorsing healing beds whatsoever. I'm saying, wait a minute, that means, and in this, this, this Q-tard here is saying that he's been age regressed and progressed. Wait a minute. And wait a minute, the original TV show Star Trek is real. I can cut and paste a human being, all its cells, and put it on another planet. Okay. It, if there's one thing you take from any of this messaging and I'm right about one of them and I've said it a hundred times, then we got a trail to work on here and I'll say it over and over again. Um, if I'm right about one of these things, then you can actually do what I'm saying. And that is regenerate bodies over and over again. All I need, this is how the aliens do uh, hybridization. All they need to get is a bone. They only need one cell, and that's why you see grave robbers are picking up a piece of genetics they want. Here, here's some items you can take to the grocery store with you and just test people with. Uh, magnetics is an explanation of acceleration. Uh, gravity doesn't suck. Uh, the sun's not hot. There's no such thing as time. If I'm right about one of those things, everything is lost in your education system and the medical industry. Uh, please, children, work with that and see what you can do with it. I hope that helps. Excellent. Thank you so much. And this brings me to, you know, we are, it's really important that people move into their heart and just just stay there when they see things that are happening because they're going to get way off track, like a lot of these people with the podcast that are bashing President Trump for something he did not do. And they can't comprehend what we're talking about right now. So that's why we built up to talking about how is this possible? It, it's not only possible, it's been happening for a very long time. And President Trump has not been in the public since around 2020. So also he's been demonized over, they say that the Trump administration was is responsible for all the deaths in the military. Well, we also have to remember that the White Hats have to be very careful what move they're going to make because the Dark Hats will say, well, if you do that, we're going to blow up America. If you do that, we're going to kill a million people over here. So it's it's a, if you want to call it a 12-T chess game, I would guarantee you there's nothing to judge of what the light has done in this ascension to help us. They have saved billions of lives in what they've done. And because we can't see the details of what they're doing, it's very difficult to comprehend that. But please don't waste your time bashing them. Please focus your energy on creation, on adding to what can help. Would you like to share about that? That's so true, Asha. And I think think it's just really hard for people to comprehend 
just how everything everything on the planet has been based on um, illusion and trickery and it's just so so complex so um it sounds easy to just well read it from your heart but not we're not used to doing that like no one's used to doing that I suppose and as you say we're getting better and better at it but we're used to using our mind and our logic to decipher what's going on and I think that's just why everyone's so confused if there's so many layers of the illusion everything's an illusion so they can't quite comprehend that I mean everything's just fake <laughs> it's all fake so yeah yeah it's beautifully done um they, they don't call it infowars for a reason so you're able to manifest your realities is the game here you're I don't care for the word but we're able to create all the time now and and so I'm thrilled to um always always get this topic out is what what the internet is very good now to prove to you, you don't know what to believe anymore. Um, many people over the years, when I do one work, how is it you're still alive when you talk about Area 51? So frankly, with Billy, the commander there, or otherwise, how are you still alive when you're exposing all this information about how um, how Steve Jobs was someone who wanted to destroy humanity? Um, uh, et cetera, et cetera, or control it at a minimum. Um, how am I still alive? Because we're designed to get in the mix. We want attention on us because we can't find them if they don't pay attention to us. That's why they leave me alone is one of the reasons. They don't know how to deal with us. They'd rather watch us. You attack us, they get discovered, they're done. It's that simple. That's why we, we, we look like we're always losing. But we can't, if they don't attack, we can't see the agendas. We don't understand who's who. Uh, the misdirection is so massive. When you have uh, the ability to cut and paste a human being and put them back in time and forward in time, as I feel you have a relationship that had that happen to them recently, <clears throat> Asha, uh, forgive me for bringing attention to that. But th- this, is, this game gets a little trickier when you see the technology these folks have. It's quite vast. Forgive me for getting off topic. No, that's perfect, yes. And, and uh, they did kill President Trump's brother uh, in 2020. So, you know, they, it's always a, you do this, I'll kill, I'll kill this person very close to you. It's, it's a war on a level that no one can quite comprehend. So when I say people are bashing President Trump about the military mandates about the jab. Of course, President Trump had nothing to do with that. He didn't mandate anything. And the Trump administration is very different than President Trump. So if Fauci is in charge of a certain thing and it's a legacy 40-year charge of doing what he's doing, again, there are some things that all we can do is our best to help inform the public to make a better decision. But there is something that, oh, before I go on, would you like to, either of you like to share anything? No, carry on. Uh, the fight, it's very important when you see the game, you have to bring the bad guys uh, to help finance you too. Uh, the dark knows you're a good guy. The light knows you're a bad guy, but they're both keeping an eye on each other. So you get to, it's much easier to keep your enemies closer now, wouldn't it? Vice versa. The, the the dark is surrounded the Trump organization and the Trump organization capitalized on that and said, now we caught them at their game. 
This goes for the military. This goes for the FBI. This goes for all sorts of organizations that look good from the outside. And you have to be in the mix to really figure out where their agendas are. It's very tricky. Thank you. Excellent. Yes. And a lot of people bashed President Trump because he appointed dark hats to certain positions. Well, he did that on purpose to do what you've just explained. So everything is done with great, great awareness and great, great care to come to as far as we've come so far, which is really, we're in a really good place. So go ahead. Um, This is so funny. I didn't say a word, but I know you can feel me so, so easily. Thank you. Um, I feel you're going to get to this information, but the reason the Kennedy assassination is so sad is because the dark was set up that day. Uh, The reason it's so sad is because the folks that are, were in that team were viewed as good guys were exposed as bad guys. So when you look at politics at the highest level, assume everyone's a double agent or maybe a triple agent. Hope that helps. Thank you. Very, very helpful. There's there's so much to cover. I'm going to might have a lot of things in the next few months. <laughs> so the um, because you always spur so much inspiration from me. Thank you. So there's a, a video I've posted three times on for the people that space. And it is a video of Nancy Pelosi. So if you've already heard this and seen this, I apologize, but I transcribed it for everyone. It's called the wrap up smear. And this is word for word what she said. First, you demonize someone, and then we call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to talk politics, you call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. And then you, pointing to the press, you write about it. I'll say, for example, see, it's reported in the press that this and this and this happened. So they have to validate that. And that press reported the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise what the press reported on the smear that we made. It's a tactic, and it's self-evident. But I think I'm worth the trouble. Nancy Pelosi said that. So she's telling the world, they just make a lie up. And they tell the press, and the press publicizes it without any proof whatsoever. And then they point to the press for saying, see, there's our validation. And then the whole world thinks something's true. They did that Mm. with the Russia, Russia, Russia. And then when even that was proved false, they said the Hunter Biden laptop is Russia disinformation. And everyone believed it because they were programmed to believe there was still something going on with Russia. So if you both like to share about that, thank you. That's would that be similar to the politics you see? Just there's no such thing as bad bad publicity when the dark gets involved as long as the name's still out there and it's directed it's reactively directed so as long as you're reading that's all anyone cares about instead of proactively creating the future you want that's correct sunshine did you want to share anything no i just can't believe how bold they are that they openly admit what they're doing and they're still some still somehow get away with it with the masses it's just no, mind-blowing no, yeah the good news is the game's up now okay it, at least the highest level of of positive military uh it's old news and that's one of the benefits and let this thing run out a little bit uh the news if you look at the news from the homing pigeon days <clears throat> it hasn't changed 
I can start a war by sending my homing pigeon to the other castle. The the castle, uh, the 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 king reads it and says, "Oh my gosh, the Russians are coming! The Russians are coming!" And I'm the castle is at harm. And then uh, I stoop King James's wife, as always. And <clears throat> anyway, the, nothing's changing, and that's the beauty. So, in some respects, <clears throat> your new systems have um, started too early. So uh, maybe we start at Hitler. So we have the television implemented into our society, we'll arguably say late 30s, 40s. Uh, We could start with books and radios prior to that, I suppose. But once you get the TV going, you're you're in a race now that people are either going to believe what Mr. Cronkite's saying or not. And so the dark has done a really good job of just... uh, stair-stepping us into this false reality AI and so forth. The video games do a good job and so forth. But look, they're running out of space now. We figured it out. Uh, They've let it go too long. Ideally, it would have only gone 10, 20 years. And now you're up to 70 years of this, arguably 80 years of this propaganda machine. The stories are the same. The stories are exactly the same decade after decade after decade false flags, false military, false war. We've, we figured it out. And by the way, Kellogg's is running the whole game, right? Et cetera, et cetera. We can keep going and going. And um, so that is one of the positive things about the legacy of your internet and television is, uh, yeah, your little device has a new, new, new case and everything, but the, the stories are still the same dear ones. And we, we can pop out of this. No problem. Thank you so much. And uh, if everyone would just be more aware of the absurdity of what they're saying, <laughs> they're, for example, to cross the border from Mexico to the United States, there are some areas where you have to go through a river. And in there, that river, there are sometimes snakes and alligators. And so now the press is saying that President Trump put the snakes and alligators in there to harm people. <laughs> I hadn't heard that. Well, that's good. That's right. We have we, 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 we a moat. It's the moat. Of course, we have a moat. <laughs> and, uh, you know, President Trump, in one of his speeches, he said, would a show of hands of who, who would be for the death penalty for people who have caused crimes against humanity? And there were two yeah. people in the group that did not raise their hand. And he said, um, the the people are asking for this. So then the mainstream media says Trump's going to round up all the illegals and execute them. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Good stuff. Now, now when you lose an election in the United States of America, uh, in the uh, corporation of the United States of America, you usually have to say I lost, don't you? I I noticed Don never declared that he lost that. Why would that be? Why would that be? He didn't lose. (laughs) Yeah. And the corporation was already shut down then anyway. So it's semantic. So it's really good news to watch these guys hang themselves. It's it's really close to being wrapped up, everyone, I assure you. Um, and so I, it, it's really, you know, complements what we're going to do with our next generations here is we're, we're not going to be duped at this level. Again, when you see how deep the rabbit hole is, this is really for the children to say, I can't believe grandma and grandpa fell for this and they're still driving around their Winnebago's thinking they got the perfect life with their 401k half 
five million in the bank and and like why aren't they doing anything and our older generations just went to bed and, and now we're left with the, it's not to, to to knock them it's it's a beautiful trick and so that's what is the positive statement here is our next generations our young ones they're 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 starting savvier if we if we would help them that's my my great great uh, suggestion thank you great suggestion very well said so there are a couple things in the news that are important if you don't want to comment on them you don't have to but it's uh on november 22nd there were a lot of things that came up about jfk one of them was on resist the mainstream and it was uh JFK author discovered eerie incident that occurred a year before the assassination, according to Stephen Knott, a professor of national security affairs at the United States Naval War College, researchers and author, the president may have also been in danger in the fall of 1962. Uh, There is evidence in the JFK library in Boston revealing that In October of 1962, during an open vehicle motorcade in Springfield, Illinois, a witness reported seeing someone in a second-story building pointing a rifle at the motorcade. It goes on and on. They caught two kids with the rifle, and they claimed they just wanted to get a close-up look at him through the scope of a rifle. No one was arrested. So they're starting to drop some mistruth and truth. Would you like to comment on that? Um, yeah, we can, we can work on this one if you like the, um, it's, it's really, it's real important when, um, Ike hands over the, the torch, uh, there, there's a massive race now who's going to do what around the globe. So when you bring in uh, vast amounts of technology, give it to good people and, and there's recognition that the bad guys already have a lot of this technology. It's a great race how it's going to be distributed out. And so so we have to take great care at this point on uh, when John comes into uh, this knowledge. And the Trumps have a lot to do with this. Uh, Kennedy's obviously. Um, <clears throat> they, they have a lot of the, the bulk of that family at that time had a lot of their consciousness in them. Um, a lot of different reasons that family got a lot of information. Same with Trumps and so forth. A lot of very, very long story and many other families. Um, positive and negative, uh, we might look at maybe the Spielbergs, uh, things like that. They're accountable for giving us some information and they get out of jail free card as an example. I'm sure that's going to go over well with everyone, but anyway, <clears throat> as it would be, there's no way you're, as you transition into presidency, there's no way you're not going to be aware of everyone wants you dead. That's the clue. No one wants you dead. Uh, everyone wants you dead. <laughs> so uh, you're the number one target when you start uh, getting up on stage and saying, <clears throat> it's not what you can, not what the country can do for you. It's what you can do for the country. And by the way, we're going to go to the moon tomorrow and we're going to get rid of the banks. <clears throat> by the way, uh, the Cuban missile crisis, et cetera, and many, many other topics. <clears throat> You're pretty popular cat at this point. So there's no way uh, even back then, you're going to stroll around in our convertible Lincoln Town car. Now, are you? Unless it was a trick. What do you say to that? 
Keep going. So again, same model as today. How are we going to catch these guys if we can't catch them doing something? So when you look at when you look at the way in which the dark collude, they've created corporations, they've created laws to and the legal system itself to complement over thousands of years. You got to remember they're hundreds of years ahead of us all the time in its relationship with laws, rules, regulations, incorporations, incorporations. Um, again, uh, the the Pope had great goals to to run the world. Um, uh, <clears throat> the Queen of England wanted to run the world. To do that, you have to create laws, boundaries, um, countries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, hundreds of years before you're even born. <clears throat> well, now that you've got the dark in compartments too, where they're not doing anything good or bad, they're just playing by the rules. How do you? prove that they're all collaborating in different departments all over the planet, yet they're on the same team, but they look like they're in the U.S. military, they look like they're in the FBI, they look like they're in the CIA, and they made all these departments. Very difficult to prove they've done something wrong and they're colluding. And by the way, they use different communications than everybody else. They use different languages that you don't understand. They use different codes. The short version is the president... The, the assassination of John Kennedy in Dallas was designed to catch these guys, designed to see who, not the individuals who killed the individual, if you like to call it that. It's designed to make a trail to who is pulling the levers. Because guess what? The people pulling the levers, they don't have a name, they don't have a title, and they don't have a job description. They have insulated themselves for many of these agendas and controlling the thoughts of man. Black magic, programming, artificial intelligence, genetic engineering, et cetera, et cetera. That is just the very, very beginning of the story. Very, that's one one thousandth of a percent of the actual story. Hope that helps. Very helpful. Thank you very much. So basically what you're saying is that JFK was very well aware of what was going to happen. So there was a clone put in place of him and Jackie. Did you want to talk about the triplets? Right. So what we are able to do now is because you have to have big security teams, because you have to have big um, cabinets, you have to have a lot of people helping you. You've got finance departments. You've got housing departments. You've got defense departments, you've got treasury department. Look how big, which was designed. Look how top heavy, we'll use the U.S. government as this case. Look at what a lummox the U.S. government is at representing the people. You can't vote and actually make a difference. We all know that. I'm sorry. And if you don't vote, you can't make a difference. It's all a bunch of garbage because it's in a hierarchical system, each layer of even a simple bill being passed. The politics with corporations are controlling it, obviously. Well, how are you going to find the collusion throughout all of the the measures and means and exchange of issues if you don't set them up? And unfortunately, the best actors in the world were in that cabinet, and they were exposed, presumably, to be best friends uh, and or be good citizens within those cabinets. You can't find them. 
it's really easy to point the finger at, at George Bush Sr. because he's directing the CIA. That's, that's a scapegoat, I'm sorry. Not to say that that was a peach of a guy. <clears throat> so many other nefarious personalities. Uh, I think Paul Hellyer, brilliance, uh, had exposed it. And uh, I, I commend what an incredible hero Paul Hellyer always will be for me. Thank you, Asha. Thank you. And for people who don't know, and I hope I've got this correct, so Paul Hellyer was in a position in government in Canada, and he exposed so many things. He exposed the aliens, and he helped the, the light in so many ways. And uh, would you like to share more about Paul? Yeah, so Paul, you know, to be so brave to go in front of Parliament and say, aliens are controlling the United States of America, and the money mafia is their tool. And by the way, they're going to take down Canada. Now we've got to do something about it. Paul Hillier was the prime minister of defense for Canada. He could run. He could be the prime minister if all parties died above him. <clears throat> this is not some slouch. We've had somebody publishing this information. You know why the dark let him go so long? Because they didn't believe who you would believe his speeches. <clears throat> I hope many of his speeches are still alive. Yes, thank you. Excellent. Now, November 23rd, 2023, there was another article, and it showed 105-year-old JFK hugging President Trump. And the article was about how the assassination basically was of a clone and that JFK went underground and was running the Q command. And that's how we got this as far as we got. Everything you said is true. Excellent. So there was also pictures of Jackie Onassis well and alive with Melania in a picture. All of that is true. And of course, we know JFK Jr. is alive and well and sharing a spirit with you. All of that is true. Thank you. So would you like to sum everything up for people? Oh, good God. So even I've had to create deception on these radio shows. Uh, Asha, the reason we can talk frankly about that, that should prove how well we've come along. That should prove to you how much work we've done so we can talk frankly now. You should get used to this now. It is going to be the new uh, understanding that you are multiple people whenever you want. You're just not remembering it because the way they've created uh, these little governance, these little boundaries in our psyche, um, our genetics, many different words. But I assure you that's all changing very quickly. Do your best to just create positive outcomes, positive timelines that only you choose. You're excited to help someone. You're excited to do something, not, not in an obligatory way. I assure you, your world now has got the capability to support you and change with you instantly. I hope that helps. Excellent. Thank you. And also, the 12 from source and the subsets of 12 and the subsets <clears throat> of subsets, you know, basically everyone on this planet is a subset of source. And some of those subsets have turned dark. So we can't even judge the dark because they're subsets of us. And that helps alleviate that energy and just know that this was 
an experience and an, of a, of an excitement we originally had. Also, there are some beings that are very, very, very good, but we have perceived them as dark because they were playing the role of a dark person. And Ben Fulford brought up Dick Cheney, for example, and said that he was actually pro President Trump and he was cleaning up Hollywood and he was arresting pedophiles. And most people would hate Dick Cheney. So would you like to share anything about people who play the dark roles but are actually light? Again, it's <clears throat> back to my previous statements. How do you get in the mix if you can't <clears throat> can't participate? You've got so looking bad to news, propaganda, the internet is the least of our concern <clears throat> to the end of the game here. <clears throat> because we have so much material now to educate you at the end of the game here. So much material to prove again to get these folks to make mistakes, to attack us for decades and decades and decades has been the tool that's going to educate humanity so it never happens again. And so we have many individuals that uh, you may see in your um, podcasters who have promoted negative identities may be positive. <clears throat> but you must realize this is a play that has to have a lot of deception, almost like Shakespeare, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Perfect, Mr. Shakespeare. Yes, it's a, it's a play. To be or not to be, that is the question. <clears throat> Very well done. Oh, well, what do you say, sunshine? Well, you got me talking a lot today. Shall we call it a, should we take a break before the next show? <clears throat> thank you so much. Thank you, both of you. And thank you, everyone, for keeping an open heart uh, to everything that Q shared today. He's, he's always telling the truth, and so is Sunshine. Thank you for everything you've contributed and everything you've done to bring more light to this planet. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Asha. Thank you, Asha, for putting these shows together so magnificently. Thank you. And I'd like to close with the following. <clears throat> Breathe deep the gathering gloom. Watch lights fade from every room. Bedsetter people look back and lament. Another day's useless energy spent. Impassioned lovers wrestle as one. Lonely man cries for love and has none. New mother picks up and suckles her son. Senior citizens wish they were young. Cold-hearted orb that rules the night removes the colors from our sight. Red is gray and yellow white, but we decide which is right and which is an illusion, my dear ones. My great love to everyone. BBS Radio, Don, everyone there at BBS Radio. Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you for your tenacity. Thank you. Thank you, Asha, for all your help. Great, great day. Thank you. Thank you. Blessings, everyone.